Welcome to the All Digital AM podcast. This episode originally aired as a video on the All Digital AM YouTube channel. Hi, my name is Adam Penn. I'm here today to continue the conversation in 3D printing and additive manufacturing. I'm very excited today. I have Sherry Handel, who's from the Additive Manufacturers Green Trade Association, the AMGTA. I love the GTA uh, in any kind of a combination there, so that's pretty cool to have. But the Additive Manufacturers Green Trade Association is uh, a large part of what's been happening to bring the focus on sustainability in our industry. So I'm happy to have today Sherry Handel. Sherry, welcome. Thank you, Adam. It's a pleasure to be here. Awesome. Great to have you here. I, I have to say to start off, I know we talked a few months ago, I think it was in June, uh, when uh, this this kind of uh, pandemic was kind of kicking into overdrive at that time. And I know you had just uh, pretty much started up over there in February. So between February and June, and then me reaching out to you during the pandemic, and then now actually having the time to schedule this together, I really appreciate you doing this. And obviously, it's it's been a wild ride. So uh Thanks for being here. Oh, it's a pleasure. Yeah, like I said, and, and, and a lot has happened, certainly, and coming on board to, to a new role with a new organization. And then shortly thereafter, you know, the pandemic sweeps across, certainly was around the world in different places when I came on board. And then it came to America in a big way and then kept spreading. And, um, of course, that can impact all kinds of businesses. And it's certainly had an impact in the AM industry, as you know. Yeah, and now you, you're, of course, down there in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and I'm in Austin, Texas, and uh, there's uh, some different things that have been happening in both of our states, and uh, it has been an interesting time for all. But obviously, with uh, the Green Trade Association kicking off and, and you taking over there as the executive director over there at the AMGTA, so I know you've been involved in a lot of things, but this probably wasn't your plan to go at things this way, obviously, and, and having all the virtual meetings when all the trade shows have gone yeah. away away from being in person this year. So there's been a lot of, of course, changing and switching around that everyone has to do. How has that been for you starting off? You know, it has to be a, a lot of uh, new ways of doing things, but you're doing well. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the idea was that I would have the debut appearance at Rapid TCT show. Rapid TCT. Yes, yeah. of course. Um, so Rapid TCT was when I was going to be moderating the first ever sustainability and AM thought leadership panel there. And um, that, of course, got canceled. And then after having been slated for that role, I was also asked to moderate for the IMTS show, which is the International Manufacturing Trade Show. The big um, one, yeah. In, in Chicago. And that was to be held in September of this year. And that got canceled. So I was going to, um, you know, of course, have some great exposure there for the organization. And then... Form Next in November just got canceled, and my panel yeah. has moved to a live panel for 2021. They did not want to have this particular panel be a um, virtual panel. But the exciting news is I was just asked this week to moderate a user panel on sustainability and AM oh. design and environmental products awesome. for Form Next Connect, which is the name they're using for their virtual platform for this year for November 21st is when um, that panel will be held. Great, great. Yeah, I know I could put a link to that in this particular conversation. So yeah, that, that's a really good point. I guess as far as sustainability ties into all of additive manufacturing, mm-hmm. there's so much going on. So the actual association and what they get into now, explain a little bit of that. Like what are some of the, the programs that you've been able to start to bolster and pick up at, during your time there? 
Right. So this organization was, um, you probably know, was first announced at Formnext in 2019 as a new trade group, international, nonpartisan, independent organization um, structured as a nonprofit 501c6 to promote the environmental benefits of additive manufacturing over traditional manufacturing. We support our members by providing opportunities for them to showcase what they're doing to the industry. So whether it's speaking on a panel or introductions to someone in the trade press, it's doing a story on sustainability. There's been a lot of interest in that Um, lately, a huge actual uptick. And I've made several referrals in another one today for a a trade article. Uh, So it's just, it's nice because I know who our members are and I know what they're doing in terms of sustainability in improving their internal operations, um, their supply chain transparency and in other areas of sustainability. So I can with confidence refer them and know that they really are doing great work and uh, they'll be well represented for the industry on these different panels or in a trade article. Yeah. That, makes, that makes great sense. I mean, sustainability is often ta- over-talked, you know, as far as a uh, buzzword goes, but to see it in action and actually policies that put in place, I know I heard, heard you talk to a lot before. Obviously, you deal with metal additive manufacturing the most and having what's going on with what's coming out of the machine, what happens to the powders, and that's a, that's the condensate that's it's called that's left over from what's happening when we're melting layer by layer with a powder. And then there's you know, different municipalities, different locations that deal with the disposal of that in different ways. But I heard you were looking into a little more about what, what can happen with condensate and kind of getting into working with uh, some of the uh, the standards that are in place. So can you talk a little bit about that and how that's been going? Well, there is no standard for handling yeah. the yeah. safe handling and disposal of condensate. So just to back up a little bit, just for those that are outside of the metal industry sure. to understand um, well, what is condensate. So when AM metal powder bed fusion, for example, machines produce a part, there's the powder that's left over that can be reused yep. several times. But then there's this condensate, which gets sucked out of the machines that's been impacted by the laser process. And it, the morphology is destroyed, so it cannot be reused as a powder waste, you know, where, again, the powder can be reused if it's removed from the machine, but this condensate cannot be. It yep. is considered here in the United States hazardous waste um, because of chromium content, uh, especially uh, if that AM metal powder was titanium or perhaps nickel, um, it can result in this chromium content that is considered again, hazardous. So it is costly to dispose of. It requires special handling because it is combustible and it ends up getting treated before it gets landfilled. And there has to be a better way. And so we are working with several of our member companies to find better ways to deal with this. And we plan to actually publish um, industry standards. Nice early 2021 to share with uh, the industry and our member companies. 
Yeah, that that's huge. I know that's been a big issue going along and talking to uh, you know customers and people who have installations throughout the country, different ways of doing that, and always asking what the best ways are. And there, like you said, there hasn't been any true standards wrapped around it. So, mm-hmm. looking into how that can be done and helping with that is huge. It's a big concern for people, and obviously, uh, having that assistance with with a group like your, yourself, it's it's wonderful. So, I'm glad to see that progressing along. You know, um, there's a lot more to be done. So that's a that's mm-hmm. a great early thing to be looking at but you talked a little bit about the digital thread and how like you know when we're looking at things uh, additive opposed to traditional manufacturing it's a bit different and the obvious things are there because you know when you're dealing with traditional manufacturing you're actually maybe dealing with a full piece of metal you know that you're actually cutting away parts and so you have a lot of scrap that way and with powder bed like laser powder bed fusion you build layer by layer with a powder and so like we were saying it's the powder that's used that actually turns into the part some of it turns into condensate but then there's a lot of it that's reused powder so that's really cool and that's just, that's really where people started to look at sustainability and additive because you have not so much you know waste of the material so that's really neat, um, you know, but so what are some of the other things you see is, you know, when we're addressing sustainability and additive, there's some of the big key factors. There's been some research in sustainability in AM, but um, it's limited and it tends to be in silos. So sure. the focus is ten- has tended to be on the energy usage of machines or just focusing in on waste. But what we want to be able to do and what we have started to do actually is to focus on life cycle assessment, which is looking at a part that's produced from the cradle, from its birth, from the ore that comes out of the ground and is refined into a powder to be used in AM metal manufacturing, for instance, all the way to the end of life of that part at the point it gets landfilled or maybe it gets recycled or upcycled in some way. So that full LCA comparison of AM, whether it's polymer or metal, Mm-hmm. compared to traditional injection molding or you know, machining or perhaps casting, casting yeah. or you know, forging, whatever it is, um, so that we can really truly show an apples-to-apples comparison of the same exact part being produced in different ways, and then you can actually see what the environmental impact of those methods are. Yeah, and compare it to a traditional way versus the additive way and, and see where those kind of comparisons fall and, and be able to make a judgment based on real data. That's that's important, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, just wanted to, you know, start with those remarks, but then also to say, yeah, there's a, certainly some really clear benefits. The whole idea of being able to design for additive manufacturing results in light weighting of parts because you're using less to produce that same metal part, for instance, that was conventionally manufactured, you don't need as much product, if you will, metal, to produce the lightweighted part. And as a result, in aerospace, you can see some significant weight savings that really multiply into fuel reduction and CO2 emissions reduction. The best lightweighting can result in some significant savings, but it's also you know, applicable to other industries but there isn't a lot of research. What's happening in automotive, for instance, and yep. other forms of transportation um, with the idea of optimizing design for these different industries, which reduces the weights and then ends up being a really great end result. But 
that's speculative because we don't have the research. You know, it mm-hmm. seems as though that would be the case. In aerospace, I think that there's been some initial studies that that are really great, but we'd like to see more. So our organization is really set up to take feedback from our members to decide what future research we, we are doing. Like you had mentioned, our AM Metal Focus. Our metal focus has been initially because we need to start somewhere. And our board of directors is comprised of several member companies that have an interest in AM Metal. Uh, but as we expand our board uh, with more sustaining members, and we'll be making that announcement um, in mid-November, or sorry, mid-October of this year, awesome. uh, we will expect that we'll have more diverse um, representation from our industry. And as a result, over time, you'll see uh, more expansive studies um, focusing on polymers, and we hope to do that in the future. Yeah, that's the big part of it, obviously tying in what's happening on both metal and polymer because they both have their sides of sustainability and what's happening out there in the workforce. And a lot of those standards, like you're saying, are yet to be set. Uh, so it, it seems like there has been a shift in that, obviously, mm-hmm. over the last few years and really paying attention to what can be done together in groups and making standards and making things more. Because that's what it is. Like you're saying, in a life cycle, when you're looking at a life cycle of a part or anything that actually exists, when you're going through that, you're obviously going to have certain, you know, benchmarks of what, what can improve. You know, this this didn't work the first time we went through looking at how we could do this. But, hey, we've learned from past experience that we can improve doing it. And how then sharing that with everyone, because maybe some company, like you're saying, learns it inside their own silo of how to do that. But they save it for their own intellectual property and it doesn't help the whole, you know, the whole industry grow. So that's what I see is that the MGTA is really coming in and helping the industry grow in those those particular, uh, you know, sustainable actions. That's it's really important. So looking yeah. forward to seeing more of that coming out. And like you said, it sounds like you have a lot of that you're working on that's about to be rolled out. In this early time, it's your first year. I know you've been doing things since February, and what a year to do it in 2020. It's, it hasn't been <laughs> typical for anybody. So um, so I, I guess that asks, like, builds us a little part of a, a second part to that question is, you know, being now that we're in this pandemic and things have been happening, how have those collaborations been? Have you been able to really get people to work on these things? Oh, well, we have um, three projects. I mentioned the condensate standards project um, is one of three. The other two projects are research projects. So the first research project that we commissioned is through Technical University of Delft in the Netherlands. It's a literature review, LCA, uh, lifecycle assessment of AM metal. Uh, So what we will be doing is very soon, we will be publishing that study as a white paper that we will share with our our course members and then with industry um, so we were originally planning to announce it at Form Next, but being it's a virtual event, we're announcing it virtually. So we'll have a press release and then we'll, of course, have the white paper on our website for people to download. And I'll be sharing it um, you know, via email and noting it in social media posts so people will, of course, learn that it's here for them and they can access it and read it and hopefully take away some key findings. And what this research will also do is it's going to share recommendations as to what additional research is needed because what we're finding is there's not a lot out there um, on LCA, which is kind of what I had seen from my preliminary research as a layperson going into free databases. uh, And I didn't have access to paid databases, uh, but I was not seeing a whole lot on LCA 
what I was doing my research. Yeah, that, that's huge. So it's, it's good to see more of that come about. And I know you, you mentioned that that information would be available on the, on the website. Is it amgta.org? Is that correct? Correct. That's okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'll have a link to that also in this, uh, this conversation so people could check that out more. With all of those different things going on, I guess we talked about what's happening now. What are some of the goals for the future with AMGTA? Well, we, of course, want to expand our membership, and that's where I spend a lot of my time is getting our founding member team secured. We only have seven seats on our board of directors, and each founding member company has one representative on our board of directors. So that's been a big focus. And, of course, expanding our membership at large with other member companies at the participating membership level. Uh, So we're excited. We're going to be sending out a news release on that as well uh, in The week of October 19th, we'll be rolling out the member companies that have come on board at this point. And, um, you know, that's really exciting. So that's been, despite the pandemic, uh, there's been a tremendous amount of uh, uh, interest in what we're doing and in being part of it. And many companies have been struggling, as you know, with cash flow challenges, restricted cash, preserving of cash, uh, and then also down cycles with their sales. So we expect 2021 will of course, have more members come on board once the uncertainty with this pandemic is goes away, if, it, yeah. if, it, if that's possible. A little less uh, uncertainty, hopefully. No, yeah. less uncertainty, hopefully. And uh, I remain optimistic, but we'll see what happens in terms of the pandemic. But it, it really has impacted companies in a big way. Yeah, yeah. So so backing up on that, I know, you know, this, this pandemic has been different for all of us. But I mean, you, you coming to the company now and, and actually going through this and making these things happen over the last year. Prior to that, I guess what what brought you to to the AMGTA? What was your the, the background, the passion that, that made you so uh, like involved in sustainability and really looking at what can be done, especially on the three D printing side? Yeah, I had um, when I saw the job posting come up, um, I was interested in the position for several reasons: the sustainability focus. Um, the fact that it was a startup was very appealing because I have a startup background. I've built yeah. and launched, founded and launched several companies. And I love creating things from nothing. I yeah. find it really exciting. So that was like a really great combination for me, yeah. for my talents and interests. And then um, the other piece about it, it was, you know, the growth of the AM industry. And I had certainly understood very well how 3D printing was used in prototyping in the startup sector in particular. And I had, of course, some background with manufacturing in my different roles in the startup world, as well as in a prior role in economic development and planning, having visited advanced manufacturing facilities and optics and other industries, and also seeing the advanced manufacturing additive manufacturing machines in those companies and what they were able to do. So I had a, a general understanding about the industry, but I didn't know as much as I do know now. Yeah. <laughs> I've learned a lot coming on board and kind of delving right in, which is something that I really enjoy doing. It's trying to figure things out yeah. on the fly. So uncertainty is something, you know, when you've been part of startups, it's, it's, it comes with the territory. You just have to kind of be creative, innovative, resourceful, just uh, how to get from A to B, just figure it out. So I just went back to my sales skills of, and business development skills of reaching out to people on LinkedIn and through referrals and asking for introductions and being part of virtual events and virtual networking um, to make those connections, to get those calls and to tell people about what we're doing via one-on-one calls versus um, at events. 
like the yeah. trade shows that we were really planning on. Yeah, having. we're all missing like, those. A big conduit for us, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it is big. And that's a huge part of uh, everybody's, you know, driving passion to do something in, inside of their actually work roles. I think we're very lucky inside of 3D printing and additive. There's so many things that have been highlighted, even over the pandemic, uh, you know, f- fulfilling a lot of the personal protection equipment needs and some of the supply chain issues that were happening out there. And now there's a good focus on it again to saying, you know, how can we get more involved in, in the whole manufacturing process as we look at 3D printing? Because because it's a, it's a large part of actually what what can happen to mitigate some of those risks out there, but also like you were talking about getting into customization and being able to do things that you couldn't do in other traditional manufacturing methods. It's a it's a different tool in the toolbox. It's not going to replace a lot of those methods, but it's another option that works well in industries like aerospace and medical and now urban mobility, where people have you know gone beyond automotive and just look at how they can get around even during this pandemic it's people want to be more healthy right and they want to look at how they could ride bikes or get around town a little bit easier than you know just getting a car and motoring around so there's all this shift and this change of our lifestyles and i think obviously 3d printing has been a a shining point of that i feel very lucky to be involved in an industry that has a lot of hope inside of it and uh, obviously the amgta brings a large part of that because it's it's highlighting what we can do to really really sustain the industry um, and to also sustain our lives and not be uh, overwhelmed by what's going on with things like, you know, we're talking about condensate or a life cycle of a part. How does it relate to the traditional side? All of those things are very important. So the work you're doing is very important. And, and I want to say thank you. I appreciate you doing all the hard work and look forward to so much more from AMGTA. Um, so, Again, we talked a little bit about what's happening upcoming. Do you have a lot of, uh, is there upcoming resources? You said amgta.org. People could check out everything that's going on there. You said you have an upcoming piano. Some of those things, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah, on our website, um, there's a resources section where you can take a look at some of the, of course, press releases we've issued and will soon be issuing. You'll see more in October and November press releases. And then um, the articles through the trade press are there. As soon as they're published, we post them there. And, um, of course, some of the talks that I've done virtually are, are featured on the media section. Perfect. And there's a great TED Talk, TEDx Talk, I should say, from Brian F., the CEO of Centavia. Brian, yes, that's a good one. Yeah. Is the brainchild behind the AMGTA. So it was his idea. And he has come on board his company as a founding member company of the AMGTA and provided a lot of um, additional resources for us to get off the ground, which has been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that website will become really I, our goal is to have a lot of great resources on there. And we're just building those as we go. But more will come as we grow uh, as an organization. And we're excited about that. So we do have a second research project also that I wanted to talk to you about. If, um, awesome. That's yeah. Time. Um, that is we are commissioning a major U.S. university to do a life cycle assessment of a cast component in aerospace compared to an AM produced Part, so that we can really see a true, again, apples to apples comparison of this full LCA. And that research article, uh, white paper, will be published in time for Form Next 2021, which will be a live event. Hopefully. Yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what we're planning on. And um, I just received word today, I just heard that Form Next is having an additional sustainability panel at awesome. uh, the virtual Connect, Form Next Connect. 
this November. So okay. you can expect to see two panels focused on sustainability in AM. Great. Those are two good ones. Well, like you said, thank you for being here, Sherry. Is there anything else that you wanted to add while we have you here? Uh, let's see. Uh, well, I'm really looking forward to meeting more people in the industry. If anybody's interested in setting up a call or having a conversation on the phone, I welcome that. Uh, please feel free to reach out on our website. There's a really easy way to do that. You just click on the contact us and then it just generates an email and it comes to me and I will personally uh, answer your email and uh, look forward to chatting with you. Yeah, definitely. I'll go ahead and put all those links to the description of this particular conversation. Again, thank you, Sherry, for being here. I look forward to seeing what happens with the AMGTA, and we'll definitely check in as things go along. Again, you have a wonderful day, and thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks, Adam. I appreciate your time. Thank you for listening to the All Digital Additive Manufacturing Podcast. If you would like to help support and be part of our community, take action and smash subscribe, press follow, comment below, or leave a review. And don't forget to share. Thanks for continuing the conversation. This is Adam Penna signing off. See you soon.